1: Welcome to the 183rd episode of Social Suplexes podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz and I am the host of this lovely show. Joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr. My
2: man, it's Revolution Week. How are you doing? Dude, I'm exhausted. And let me (laughs) tell you why. Today is March 1st, 2023, March 2nd, where you're at. Um... So I waited to the end of March. I didn't like post this every day or whatever. Including the day that I had to walk around at uh, all around the Chiefs Parade and stuff and spend like eight hours on my feet. I literally worked out every day in February. Damn! Hit the Tready every day in February. All 28 days and then I did all the walking around on that uh, 15th and yeah, uh, I I just know, you know, they say it takes 21 days to build a habit, and I have taken that uh, to extre- an extreme, and everybody's like, you need rest, and I'm like, I will, I will. I understand you're supposed to work out, rest the day, whatever, your body needs rest. Yeah. But when you're used to sitting on your ass all day, you have to do something to break that habit. And my extreme way of breaking a habit is literally making myself work out every day. Do I go super hard every day? Not necessarily, but it's the idea that I get up and it's a part of my schedule. It's what I've done. I am down to 272. Uh, so that's 30-something pounds since the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I, uh, I am happy to celebrate. Big win. In 2018, uh, Cody did a shirt with uh, Clothesline, and it was it was uh, it said, spend it now, make more later. And if anyone knows me, that's kind of my philosophy on life, spend it now, make more later. Well, Clothesline, they make really soft style shirts that kind of cling, and I never liked how it fit. So I got the shirt, and I literally put it in my closet never to be touched or worn again because well well this last week i put on the shirt and it fit and that was a big big diet win that is something i needed to remind me why i'm doing this and that i'm keep going blah 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 like i said you won't get updates on this every week don't get me wrong i just it's not my thing I don't like post about working out every day or anything like that. It's not really my thing. I have no problem with people that do. Some people use it to keep accountable. Some people use it to motivate others. I personally just, I, I, I think, for me, it puts too much pressure on me, right? Right. When you say you're losing weight, blah, 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 and <clears throat> you don't post the week, and people are like, oh, how you doing? And I, I really don't want people asking me how I'm doing. I'm, sure. I'm grinding in the background just know i'm grinding and i'm doing what i can and i'm hoping like and another thing that uh motivates me is the shock look when you haven't seen someone in six months you haven't been posting about working out and they see you and you're like 50 pounds lighter and they're like whoa you look good i don't know that's a great feeling so sometimes keeping your mouth shut to big to the bigger feeling but just overall i'm feeling good uh, this week, again, we're into the 30 days of working out. My body is actually tired, but I only have today and Friday before I head to San Francisco. And I am not, I mean, I am going to be walking in San Francisco because, you know, it's basically a bunch of hills. But other than that, I won't be, you know, like working out this weekend. hmm Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And, yeah, uh... And I'm putting on my positive face. Some things happened on Dynamite tonight. I'm really excited about. Some things happened that not super excited about. So and you know, and uh, Dex podcast is really really good. I I will I you know I am I have a few wrestling podcasts, but you know Dax is really good. If you like like someone that is almost too honest to the point where it probably gets them in trouble. So, yep. I've been enjoying that show, too. For sure, yeah.
1: I'm glad to hear things are going well for you, man. And, yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time right now. We're recording this immediately after the go-home show uh, for AEW Dynamite for Revolution Week just wrapped up. So we're excited to get into everything. Um, before we get into the show, though, we're going to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or choose to listen. Please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. And if you want, you can also leave a rating and a review. Let us know how we are doing. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at AT ElitePod on Twitter. At social suplex are the guys that make this show possible. Please check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz-S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And again, the biggest news of of AEW right now is the fact that it is Revolution Week. So we're not going to waste no more time. And we're going to get into AEW Dynamite taking place from San Francisco that aired just a few hours ago as we're recording this. Um, The show opened up with the All-Atlantic Championship match between Orange Cassidy and Big Bill with Stokely Hathaway coming down uh, to the ring with him. Uh, And this match was all right, I felt like, you know. Bill had some nice little spots in there. There was a choke slam through a table, which I'm always down for. Um, The finish came up basically as it came down to Orange Cassidy fighting his way up, getting multiple orange punches in there, including one coming off of the top rope, which was a cool cool little addition. Um, Yeah, honestly, this was fine. There was a point where Dan Housen comes out basically to keep Stokely Hathaway from getting involved and doing a whole bunch of stuff. He was going to curse Stokely, uh, but up until then... Uh, Big Bill held him back while Stokely proceeded to take his arm cast and hit him with it. Um, But either way, Orange Cassidy was able to get the three orange punches and get the win to retain the All-Atlantic Championship, though he was favoring his arm for a majority of the match, which would come later in a a segment. Um, Honestly, I thought this was just all right. I wasn't like crazy, like going nuts for it. It, Like Orange Cassidy's had some outstanding matches as the All-Atlantic Championship, and he's made that title really entertaining. Um, This was just one of the matches that just didn't really click necessarily for me. I don't know if that's the case for Floyd, though.
2: I feel like it was, uh, I thought it was a really good match. And I think had it had any type of buildup or if Big Bill had been kind of booked as this unstoppable guy, I think that would have added excitement to it. Uh, I felt like this was a waste of a really like a first singles loss for big bills since he signed i know he lost previously to Wardlow before he signed right this was his like first singles match since he signed and i feel like they could have built it up to mean a little bit more it just felt like a match thrown on the dynamite and Mm -hmm. i know they tried to give it stakes with stokely having to wrestle hook uh I mean they tried to give it stakes with uh, you know, the Al- all Atlantic belt. I was thinking of something else. Uh, right. Uh, tried to give it stakes and I'm like it it was fine. It was fine. I like how Big Bill just waved off the curse. And I'm a big Big Bill fan. I'm a Big Bill guy. I just think he's something that could be different in AEW and and I just I didn't I don't necessarily think I would have had him win the match, but don't uh, get me wrong. I probably would have just rather somebody else been in the spot and then you build to a big bill win. So And it feel more important than just another notch on Orange Cassidy's belt. I thought the match was fine. I thought it was worked the way it needed to be worked. Two uh the two orange punches and then the super orange punch to put it out. I uh, that made it that Big Bill is a threat and it takes a little bit more to uh knock him out. All that's good. So you know in general I th- in general enjoyed the match, but like I said, I felt like you could have saved Big Bill's first single loss for later.
1: Yeah, you know I I that is a good point of you making it too that it was his first uh singles loss for sure. I think that does uh uh add a little bit to it as well, but yeah now there there the build you could have had a little bit more to it to add a little bit more. I felt like Because like, bill did have a good solid match, i think he didn't there wasn't anything that he did that was bad, like I said, he just the match itself was just kind of like you know it's cool to have, but I wasn't going massively crazy for it,
2: yeah, like him right now, I see with him losing this match, I think he should be on dark elevation r o h Anytime they're shooting a show, big Bill should be squashing someone. To like they did it with Sean Spears. Like Sean Spears was on dark every week, just artificially, you know, uh, you know, growing his record. So as he got all these wins in a row, when they did bring him on the dynamite and he wrestled, it's like, oh, he's wrestling, he has a 40 mat- one match win streak. And like now you've made him a considerable threat to whoever he's wrestling. And it's like Big Bill rarely wrestles and now he's fighting Orange Cassidy and it's just like I don't know him being big of course there's a threat there's a danger there but I think he could have been built a little bit better a little bit more but I overall didn't have a problem with the match
1: yeah no it was it was fine like I said it wasn't anything that was like you know upset me or anything like that but it was just it was just kind of fine but moving off of that we then had the AW Trios champions, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Elite, coming out. However, lights went dark as soon as uh, we were about to get right into the amazing guitar riff out of Carry On My Wayward Son. As the lights came back on, House of Black were behind them, and they jumped them. They held up the Trios titles, then they disappeared once again to black. So that was their quick little thing of, like, you know, making sure they built up, like, the final moment for going to tease that match which i don't think necessarily it even needs to be teased that much i think house of black versus the elite for the title for the Trios belts that is a safe fucking match and it's going to like wreck house i'm certain that's like one of the matches that i'm probably looking forward to the most with this show because they will go crazy i feel like um and i think it'll be one of their biggest um one of the biggest spots for the house of black to have i think
2: for certain dude i've been i've been waiting on this match for months it was the, it just made sense it didn't need a build it did need a story you got two uh, uh you got two really dope threesome three-man teams uh yeah house of black really been booked well you know what i mean they've really been booked well even when they had to leave and came back they've always been booked strong and now you have against the elite, who are the elite. They are the namesake of AEW. So in a trios match, it feels really big. Like it feels like a top three match on the card. I used to, I used to feel the same way about tag team matches in AEW. Mm-hmm. About two on two tag team matches, but the trios belt I feel like right now seems to be and building it seems to be the focus. Which, understanding with it being fairly new, I think, what is it, six months old? I mean, I think it was at uh, All Out in September. So, yeah, it's about six or seven months old. So, you really want to build a belt. And this is, so, we'll we'll see. And we already got out. This is their first real challenge after the seven-man series. So, I'm really looking forward to Sunday.
1: For certain, yeah. We then moved on to the Face of the Revolution ladder match, a match that would normally be on the main show, but the main show has gotten so long that this has been delegated to the go-home show, which, I mean, this match was unreal. The match featured Kanosuke Takeshita, Ortiz, AR Fox, Eddie Kingston, Powerhouse Hobbs, Sammy Guevara, Action Andretti, and Commander, fresh from AAA. First of all, Eddie Kingston in the buildup of this match is like, you ain't getting me to climb a ladder, it's not going to happen. And him and Ortiz basically just jumped each other and were just going after each other. And they just fought each other all the way up the ramp and disappeared, basically, for the rest of the match. Uh, there, Then the match then proceeded to just see a bunch of stuff. Takeshda was out fucking standing in this match again. I, I loved it so much. Um, AR Fox had some nice moments. There's a point where Commander literally runs the entire top rope all the way off and then fucking flips and goes backwards ridiculous dude commander in his first match in aew just went wild and everyone was talking about how he was going to be blowing people's minds with this match and it was absolutely right and i knew that would be the case from the clips that i had seen but goddamn dude he went crazy um there was a point where sammy guevara this dude died twice i swear to god he, uh, accident Andretti was looking to do a falcon arrow off of the top of a ladder onto another ladder, and he missed, it looked like, and it looked like it fucking sucked, because Andretti got his leg caught, I think, at one point in, in, the, in the ladder that it was going to land on, and Sammy just landed like a ton of bricks. Then immediately, a, like a few minutes later, Sammy wants to go and proceed to fall like Jeff Hardy style off of a ladder onto another one as he just, I think he landed on a- action and Dreddy as well. And just fucking dude, it was a brutal fucking land. It was a brutal one. Um, then as it was going on though, um, action and Dreddy, I mean, it looked like to that almost had it as he was able to, because Daniel Garcia comes out and he's trying to help Sammy get up the ladder to just shoves them both off and he starts climbing up. But then powerhouse Hobbs, Runs into the ladder, knocking the down, and also nearly, like, splitting the ladder in half. So the ladder was so bent and fucked up, they needed three referees to let that big man get up that ladder without fucking falling and breaking it. Um, So I understand that the idea, like, the fact is, like, you know, to win the match, he had to have three referees hold the ladder. That ladder was going to be fucking destroyed if that big man went up it without any help.
2: And Taz said it clearly go get the other ladder. There was another ladder out there There was
1: another ladder, but he was just yeah, like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it, dude. It's like, I got to get this thing. Time's, time's yeah. burning down. And, yeah. it's just like, and it was like, it yeah. was, a, I know it was a silly look. I get it. Like people are make I think people are making fun of it. At least I haven't checked Twitter on the, on the matter, but if people are, I get it. But like, I mean, look, dude just was like, I have to get up this ladder. This is the last, this is it. And it, I'm like, yeah. Uh Big and world. also, it, it would. It, what would be the worst image of him, like, well, I can't use this ladder. I have to go get another ladder, then get back in, then climb it, and
2: then win the, t- the match. Or just try to climb it while three people hold it for me. Uh, yeah, I think both of them are bad options, unfortunately. And yes. I, I don't think it's—, it's it it The problem is he's just so fucking big. He just bulldozed it, and like it almost was split in half. It didn't take away from him being the right choice. No, it was uh, the right— Yeah, he's in San Francisco— He's from the Palo Alto. This is, I guess, North Cal area. Uh, so this big win and basically in front of his home crowd. I And it was a dominant victory. It wasn't like, oh, he barely pulled down the ring. He got up there and won it. Face of the Revolution. Homegrown talent, Will Hobbs. I mean, I know that's not really driven home a lot with the men. But Will Hobbs is an AEW talent. I had never seen him before, before I saw him. On AEW, so I'm glad he got his moment. But the best thing about this, other than Eddie and Ortiz just fighting, they got out of it. But everybody got their moment in this match Commander and Sammy, even Action Andrade. Action Andretti looked good. I always want to call him Action Andrade. It's actually Action Andretti. He looked good. Takeshya looked amazing only person I would, to me, accepted winning this match that was not named Will Hobb is Takesta. I'm really looking forward to where they're going. They showed Don Callis watching him again, and it's like I'm kind of excited about where that goes, but this match really delivered. Lived up to the face of the Revolution brand that they have set. And yeah, it's it's you know the Book of Hobbs. Added another chapter, and I love it. Yeah, no, it was
1: absolutely stellar. Like I said, this highlight of the show this match was ridiculous and yeah i'm all for hobbs winning this match he then was about to confront samoa joe up until wardlow came out and they had to keep samoa joe and wardlow separated as joe then proceeded to make his escape out of there um and yeah no dude this was this was again my this was my favorite part of the entire show um we then had a, a backstage medical update saying that Chuck Taylor and Trent were not com- cleared to compete in the Casino Tag but- Team Battle Royal, which made me very sad. I did say, though, even though Orange Cassidy was struggling with his arm, Dan uh, Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, uh, they would be taking their place, as Danhausen would make the call. And I was like, okay, fair enough. We'll get to that later, though. Um, we then had Jericho versus Pre- Pretty Peter Avalon. So basically, remember how Peter Avalon was like, I'll face it, uh, 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 I'm going to face Ricky Starks. And then he got killed by Chris Jericho. This is him trying to get revenge. And he got a good amount of offense up until very quickly later, um, he was able to get the win with the code breaker. Uh, Jericho then got uh, his got Floyd, the baseball bat and started beating the shit out of Avalon up until Ricky Starks came out and chased him out of the ring. The JAS then with Hager and Daniel Garcia came out. They beat the shit out of um, Ricky Starks while Jericho was just watching Judas effect on, effect on Ricky Starks and he proceeds to get, that's the build going into this weekend for their match as well. Um, and the, that's what this was. This match was basically there just to keep, get the build moment for like, you know, a lasting image before their match at revolution. Um, thanks for coming, Peter love you to death. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for Ricky versus Jericho. I think that's a, uh, a, a, a chance to be a really, really underrated match on the card. Um, and the only th- else I, the only other thing I could notice about the match was the fact that fucking Peter Avalon spray tan was getting on Chris Jericho stomach and it was just super distracting.
2: Spray tan. Yeah. It's like it, it, they need a spray tan class where, you know, you know, you get you where you can get the spray tan, like good and dried before you wrestle. Because when that comes over, it's, pretty terrible oh yeah no uh but yeah this match was what it was there's really not a lot to say chris jericho beat him
1: yeah yep he beat him and again we got some heat
2: going into their match at uh, but just know i'll be there sunday because jericho is nothing without his floyd there it is there it
1: is he's got to be there dude he's got to be there got to be there yep so yeah Either way, we then moved on to a, an in, in-ring interview with uh, Christian Cage where he said, like, I beat Chris Jungle Boy to death. And now he's saying in 2023 he's going to win a singles title over my dead body. And that's when he was talking about, like, you know, you want to roll somebody up for a quick win or do you actually want to beat someone for their title? He's like, I showed you how a real man conducts his business when I smashed your head with a chair and left you in a pool of your own p- blood and piss. It's like you want to win it. The title so you can go home and show it to mommy you treat this business like a video game or i treat it like an atm and i'm not done milking this industry dry and he said like look this sunday no rules no regulation let's just make it a fight and at the end of the day you're just like your father you're a no talent hack and this business isn't for you you don't have my grit you don't have what it takes you don't have an ounce of what i have lights go dark and on screen we have jungle boy digging a grave as he watched back, you know, what had happened when he didn't hit the concerto and missed his opportunity. And then when he he got hit with the concerto by Christian Cage, and then he flashed back to all the nice moments he had with Christian. One tear goes down his eye as he keeps digging the grave. That's for Christian Cage. For a split second, I was almost like, buried alive, match, Buried alive, match. I was almost like that, but regardless of the fact, um, that was a cool little moment for Jungle Boy to have something like that um but yeah i'm very excited it is confirmed that this will be a street fight uh and yeah this match will be probably fucking awesome because it'll be the nice little closer on this feud and i think it'll give a chance for christian to be able to do some other stuff as well and jungle boy because it seems like jack perry is going to be having a busy 2023 because i know that they have a lot uh riding on him for sure
2: dude uh yeah i'm very excited i i honestly thought like Again, I, I kind of went very wide for a minute and a little deeper. When they showed he was burying, I thought he was going to be burying himself, like that nice guy, that wholesome image of himself <laughs> that didn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? And he was finding like a darker side. But then he's like, he's going to bury like Christian. And I was like, that works too, dude. <coughs> this is trying to show an edgier side of Jungle Boy. Somebody that people can take super serious and look at as a champion in the future. Christian has done everything to get the man over. So let's go.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's see how this whole thing plays out. We then had the FTW championship match between hook and Matt Hardy. And this was fine. Honestly, uh, it's just kind of there. Uh, hook at one point got thrown into the ring post by uh, Ethan page uh, Matt Hardy was then looking like they might get out of there. At one point, Stokely Hathaway takes his arm cast off, gives it to Ethan Page, and he knocks Hook down with it. Um, but at one point, uh, Hardy tries for the twist of fate. Hook is able to get a submission on him. Hardy taps out. Hook retains the, the FTW Championship. Honestly, this felt like filler, I will say. This just really felt like filler because it didn't really do anything to build up towards revolution necessarily. Um, and it just kind of was like, okay, you know I love hook and I'm glad he was on Dynamite and I like Matt Hardy but like like why was this on this show? I felt like you know you could have had something on here to you know there could have been something else on here maybe to actually bu- book another match that would have been on revolution or maybe the buy-in or something like that. I don't know man, but it just seemed like you know this was just kind of there like you know oh we need an- we need to fill another segment. Let's get Hook
2: and uh, Matt Hardy out there, dude. This was funny because Matt Hart told Matt Hardy was telling a story in the match that he was trying to make it look like he was trying hard, but he had that. No, I did. Yeah, I he, get that. Yeah. yeah, He had no intention of winning. Like as soon as Hook puts on the thing, he didn't even get him. He's down, just like and then and then you see the camera on him, like you see. Uh, Stokely with his amazing facial, like sitting down, like oh shit, I got to fight hook in a no DQ match, and then um, then you see uh, Matt Hardy on his knee, like oh my god, I lost, but he's laughing because he knows oh, yeah. that he gets to watch Stokely get beat up because he can't stand Stokely. So right, yes, this is this is Matt Matt Hardy playing uh, chess while Stokely's playing checkers. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. No, and again, I, I dug that little bit right there where he's like, you know, oh, you beat me, bloody, bloody, blah. Now Stokely has got to deal with this bullshit. Um, but it did still feel, at least to me, kind of fillery. Uh, we then had a backstage segment where we had uh, Sar- uh, uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker talk about how it doesn't matter, like yeah, two on one, whatever you want to do. Like I'll beat two bitches in one night. Uh, and then then we moved into Tony Storm versus Riho, which, uh, I think was a solid match, honestly. I love me Riho. Riho is awesome. Uh, Tony Storm really did a uh, solid job as well. Um, at one point as we get into this, though, uh, uh, Tony Storm and then is about to knock on the clover leaf, uh, and then Britt Baker comes out and jumps on the apron. Tony Storm gets distracted, gets rolled up and pinned by Riho, uh, Baker and Tony storm are going to be fighting. I uh, start fighting on the outside when Soraya and Jamie hater. And they start fighting Ruby. Soho comes out at one point, looks like she's going to save Jamie hater. And then she starts fighting with Jamie hater because every woman for herself and they get a, have to get pulled apart. And there's your closing moment for that match. Uh, and this was solid. I thought I didn't have anything too nitpicky about this. I liked everybody who was in the match and who was involved in the segment. Uh, And it was fun. I thought it was solid. Honestly, I dug the how like, you know, Ruby was like genuinely like, no, it's not going to be just like I I hate Saray, I'm going to beat somebody to win this title. I thought that was a nice little moment too.
2: No, So it's just I like it because the women's match is actually looking forward to because there's a big story around it. Right. I don't know where the story is going. I don't know who's turning and who's going to be on each person's side. And the fact that Jade is not involved in it actually makes me think Jade's going to be involved in it. Because Jade right. wasn't mentioned, wasn't have a backstage interview. It just feels like she's going to be involved in this in some way. So I am just looking forward to this match because not as much as the match. It's going to be a great match. I think Ruby's a great wrestler. Tony's a great wrestler. Jamie's a great wrestler. So it's going to be a hard-hitting Very physical match. They're going to tell a good story. But what happens at the end, how the match is decided is even more exciting for me. And it's one of those things that, you know, I will always say this about (coughs) women's wrestling. (coughs) Excuse me. Great matches are great, right? That's fine. You can tell five-star matches, all that stuff. But telling great stories is what makes people you know, really identify with you and look forward to you and turn it on your channel. So they have what could be a great story with these women and I want to see what they do with it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: There you go. All right. Well, then moving off of that, we had the Revolution Casino Tag Team Battle Royal to determine the final team that will be facing the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Guns, and The Acclaimed, and Jeff Sheridan and Jay Lethal in the four-way uh, for the AEW World Tag Team titles at Revolution. Teams involved, you had The Butcher and the Blade, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, Preston Vance and Roosh, Lucha Bros, Top Flight, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club, Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy who replaced Best Friends, uh, Chuck Taylor and, and, uh, and uh, Trent Barretta, uh, Aussie Open, The Kingdom, And John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Um, And, again, I I, I dig me a lot of uh, Battle Royals in AEW. They get everybody to have a bunch of cool moments and stuff like that. Um, Then, there's a point, actually, where Roosh... I loved how they had Roosh eliminate Penta, actually. I thought that was a cool little moment. Um, But... That was still, again, we had a point where Angelo Parker is uh, going to try to get Dan Housen out, but he's eliminated by, by uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, then, however, though, the biggest moment was when uh, Butcher and Blade uh, 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 were coming down to the ring. Dark Order then ran to distract Blackpool Combat Club at one point, and Danhausen and Orange Cassidy eliminated Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler and I was just like, Man, really? I mean, I know the BCC and Dark Order have bad blood, but like, I mean, like if you needed a team to get slotted in there for that for that match, like that people could be down to see, like I would put the BCC in there. But regardless, the final two teams in there were Butcher and Blade and Dan House and Orange Cassidy. And right there, you were like, "Well, there you go. There's your winners." And at one point. Butcher and Blade they double teamed Orange Cassidy. Danhausen snuck up behind him, shoved the Butcher and the Blade over the top rope. Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, last minute replacements win the match. That's when Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal come out. They jump them. The Claim come out. They start taking them out, and we don't see the Guns in this match this moment either. I believe. Uh but yeah,
2: the game. Gang- this I think the Guns just came out to the ramp.
1: Oh, they just came out and just kind of watched. Yeah, I I might I might have missed that, but. That, uh, me and Floyd are quite uh, a little bit torn about the decision. I love Dan Housen and I love Orange Cassidy, but just like, so, bro, what is going on with the tag division?
2: I'm old, so I have to learn uh, new terms, and there's this term called in the mud, in the mud, uh, as in uh, the, the AEW tag team division is in the mud. I mean, come on, right? You have a tag team, you have what I consider the best tag team division in the world. Like Just list of names of people that tag up on an everyday basis that has a brand that you're selling merchandise for and you're trying to build your company based on. And the teams you put out there are the guns. They're your tag team champions. Completely understand that. They gotta defend the title. No problem with that. The claim. Hottest act hottest act in AEW might be the hottest act in the world. No problem with that, right? So you only do five pay-per-views a year, right? So you have to consider if there's a tag title match on each one. You got five chances to show the world that may only get in for the pay-per-view or whatever what your tag team division is, right? So you want to put on, like, the Best out there, or the upcoming, or the brightest, and they I think they did a really good job of that last year during their pay per views, right? Even though they didn't feature FTR enough, for my personal stakes. But that being said, you have these two spots where you can really feature people like drive this home that this is like hey, the acclaimed new, new, uh, they've been a tag team for a while, homegrown talent, the guns, homegrown talent, right. So you could throw Top Flight in there, Homegrown Talent, and then Lucha Bros or whatever. And you have a fire for her. But what you give us is for some reason, I don't know if he's a ratings draw, if he moves merch, or if Tony Khan, he has something on Tony Khan, which I'm kind of leaning towards to, you had Jeff Jarrett in a pay-per-view match. Jeff Jarrett is getting like pay-per-view matches. i was like, is that what you brought Jeff Jarrett in for? And then Jake Lethal it's like, and as a tag team, really all they do is lose. So you give a lower tier tag team, them, and then you give us the makeshift tag team. Dan House, a true comedy wrestler, right? And OC, who already has another title. I like OC. I don't call him a comedy wrestler. I take him very serious. But it's just like you have all these tag teams in feature. Only have a limited amount of slots. Why is this team in there? Now, Sunday might come and someone's like, maybe they're holding the spot for FTR. And I was like, man, maybe that's wishful thinking, you know, or whatever. I'm like, I think these are the four teams we're getting Sunday. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think. Maybe I'm right. Whatever. I just don't think these four as a representative of your tag team division actually represents your tag team division. Your tag team division is better than these four teams, you know, as a whole, I would actually even prefer it just be the guns versus the acclaimed and them just put on an amazing match as opposed to having these two other teams that literally do nothing for the tag team division. And this is coming from a person that just loves tag team wrestling. This is my preferred division. This has nothing to do with FTR. I want to make that very clear. It has nothing to do with FTR. As far as FTR is concerned, they're not working into April, right? And it's not April yet. So, let's take them out of it. It's just, like I said, you got the Lucha Bros, you got Top Flight, you have all these teams that could have made this match better. And it's just like, who's going to be doing the jumpy-flippy shit? No, no one. That's what you need in a Fatal 4-Way. They're supposed to be fun. It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like this match could be very comedic, and I don't want that. I don't want that in my not in my title matches. Not in my matches right. for the championship. It seems like there's going to be a lot of comedy in this match. And yeah, your boy will probably be in. Uh, probably in because they have this amazing thing at the Chase Center in San Francisco. It's a it's a waffle cone chicken. So it's a chicken and waffle cone. So the cone is a waffle and then they stuff it with chicken. Oh, and boy. Drizzle syrup on top of it. That's probably where I'm going to be at during this match. Okay. Now, I'm not I mean, I'll know who won or whatever, but I like like generally pay-per-view build-ups. The go home show is supposed to make people run out and buy the show. I bought the show already. Everyone knows that. I'm not the person they're trying to sell to cuz I'm buying it no matter what. But I don't see anyone saying, you know what? Yep, they added Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Here's my forty nine nine nine. Does it? Did it make you more excited for the tag match? <sighs> exactly. Did make it like? And that's the in, in the like the large Twitter. I know very small percentage. Actually, not very small. I think Twitter. And social media is a very much larger percent of that audience in AEW than it's, say, WWE, right? Yeah. And not a lot of positive tweets about this Fatal 4-Way. Or 4-Way. Four-way. It's not Fatal 4-Way. Four-way. Four-way right. Is the WWE thing. But there's not a lot of positive sentiments about these 4-Way tag match. And, there, and you're getting it from people that actually like Mannhausen. People that like Orange Cassidy. People that like, you know, like Jeff Jarrett and stuff. They're just like, is this your best foot forward in the tag team division?
1: Right. That's the thing. We know what this tag division is. And as much as I love the everything like that, this is not the best you could offer. I feel like.
2: Yeah. So my uh, my guy feel from elite POV. Big oof on that fatal four way tag match at Revolution. That will be my snack break.
1: And like, I'm internet. still excited because, again, I, I do like that Like, this is the biggest moment I think Dan Housen's had in AEW, I think, for sure. I'm not going to discredit that because Dan Housen is huge. No, and, and, and that's but, the whole
2: thing. I like Dan Housen, but he's not a person that needs to be featured in a match. He he brings right, so much more to everything else. He doesn't have to be featured during the match. He He's a great—I love Dan Housen. I, when Dan Housen signed and everybody was hating, I'm like— you need people like him, right? He's like uh-huh. R-Truth. He's like that kind of stuff. But I don't want R-Truth fighting Roman Reigns. I don't want R-Truth in a world tag team title match. I want R-Truth being R-Truth over to the side while everybody else does their thing. Right. Yeah.
1: No, so... Yeah. We'll move on for this, though, and we'll get to the finale of uh, AEW, which is of Dynamite, which was... Uh, hearing from uh, Brian Danielson ahead of the 60-minute Ironman match, basically talking about how years ago he had to retire, and now it's two years later, he came back and said, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. And that's when MJF came out, and Danielson just proceeds to just let him, like literally Max just like stands there and just kind of watches and takes everything in and then just like leaves it there. Danielson talks about how every single shortcut, he's taking it. And every cheat that is right there, you take it. And he's like, if there's one thing you do deserve, it's your fiancé leaving you. And I was just like, shit, all right, we're, we're holding on to this again. And eventually he's like, you know what? Unlike you, you were born with a super, silver spoon in your mouth, but I fought for everything. My dream is to be AEW world champion, and I'm willing to fight for it. So he said, you're going to have to want to fight for every. 60 minutes and if you don't fight for those 60 minutes you're gonna get your fucking head kicked in and that closes it out it's a safe main event and it's gonna be a banger of a main event for 60 minutes those guys are gonna go fucking crazy and that closes out dynamite uh, uh for uh leading into revolution this weekend five, uh, five star brian danielson promo no, dude, it was outstanding. And, Danielson, and, and, I didn't want, like I said, I don't want to repeat everything he said because, honestly, I don't think I'll say it as good as Brian did. You, you should absolutely check out the and, problem. And, and, yes. like,
2: and it's like, unlike the other thing that we just talked about, this had the exact opposite on the excitement for uh excitement for the uh the pay-per-view. And it even goes to the point where people are like, Brian Danielson might have been the pr- best person to ever do this as far as being a professional wrestler. And what they mean is... Not just entering, cutting promos, mm-hmm. you know, telling stories, making matches that shouldn't match work. Do you know, like Br- Bray Wyatt? I'll use him in the WWE. I mean, a lot of people have the consensus. I'm not saying this personally, that when you worked with Bray Wyatt, you never came out looking better, right? And right. had a bunch of matches people couldn't watch. Dude, I was at the Rumble when Bray Wyatt fought Brian Danielson. That was an amazing match. He made that match interesting. This dude can make anything work. Like, do I think he's the greatest wrestler ever? I think he's in the conversation as far as performer. If you're taking out, like, drawing dollars and all that kind of stuff, and you just talk about performance, you know, the performance, there is nothing he does bad in wrestling. When you need a heel, he can be the most despicable heel. He can MJF you. When you need a baby face, he's Ricky the Dragon Stingboat. When you need an ass kicker, he's John Moxley. He can be whatever role you need him to be and to be that good of a Swiss Army knife is amazing. And tonight, he was a fiery babyface that is going to do everything he can to win. Yeah. So dude, I, it's like I'm brilliant. so
1: fucking hyped for it, dude. I'm so hyped for it.
2: Yeah, it was no. uh it was an excellent promo. Excellent promo.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, then that is going to close it out for AEW Dynamite. Um now for Rampage, we did get confirmation at least that there's going to be a four-way tag match between Top Flight, Dark Open, Dark Order, sorry. Uh the Blackpool Combat Club and Aussie Open, which should be a fun little match. Um but then not much else was announced for Rampage other than that.
2: Uh, literally uh, nothing else. Yeah. I literally I was scratching. I messaged four people like did they announce a match and I missed it? Cause I'm wondering if they're gonna do the hook and um Stokely thing. No DQ match. If they're gonna do that on Rampage, what are they gonna do on Rampage, you know, to make people tune in? So I'm very interested in in that. Um because they didn't announce a lot. And I've I've had TK up this whole time that we're on the uh show hoping he announced another match for Rampage, but nothing else has been announced. Right. No, so it
1: seems that we're just going to have to wait for uh, what comes next for Rampage, Uh, but we'll move then real quickly. I mean, we're going to get right into predictions now for AEW Revolution uh, that takes place uh, on March 5th.
2: So I'm so excited about San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm hyped that you're going to be able to be a part of it, dude. Yeah, so y'all have been hearing about my dieting at the beginning of the show. What you don't know is when I travel, that's going to be my off time. So I, you know, like I'm a I'm addicted to sweets. I have the worst sweet teeth ever, and I get to let I let the fat kid out and play this time, and I get to play at Ghirardelli. Ghirardelli is chocolate uh, at the uh, Ghirardelli chocolate experience. That's where the fat boy gets to come out and play. I'm literally going to get the biggest Sunday you've ever seen. I'm going to send it out on the All Things Elite account because I don't want to joke. I ain't playing. Uh, I'm probably going to go into a diabetic coma. I'm really excited about that. And then, yeah, I'm going to see JR. And I'm going to see a, well, everything is secondary to this Sunday that I'm going to have. Because when they ask me what I want in it, I'm just gonna say yes. So I want yeah. everything on it. So no. There you go. I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. But yes, let's talk about wrestling. Let's uh uh put our predictions let's, out there. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So we'll go off uh I'm gonna go this way, Frontier. we have Christian Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry in a street fight, and I see Jungle Boy winning this one for sure.
0: Yeah. Christian's
1: I- yeah, I mean like after the way Christian won the first match, dude, Jungle Boy I has
2: to win this one.
1: I'm thinking concerto. I'm thinking that, it's gotta be ending that's gotta be the closer, dude. Like they yeah. built it up like that. It's gotta be the way that they close things out. Yeah, I out. think he
2: hits the concerto and just like puts his foot on him and pin him. It has to be a dominant way to close it out. Uh I ha I would been under the strong feeling that this might be like Christian's like I think he signed a three year deal, right? Right. And I think he debuted at Revolution twenty, right? Something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think this might be it for him. This might be them writing him off. So uh yeah. yeah. Concerto. All right.
1: We then have Chris Jer- Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Um my heart wants to say Ricky Starks, but part of me thinks Jericho wins this. But at the same time, too, I think Jericho's at a point right now where he's really giving. He's giving a lot. And I think he'll, I think he'll give a win to Ricky Starks because I, I just feel like I, I want Ricky to be huge, dude. I want him to be huge. And Ricky Starks, I think I'd have him win this match. I'm, my heart, I'm going with my heart. I'm going to pick Ricky Starks.
2: Well, they booked this thing completely backwards. So I'm going to go Jericho. It's, I mean, it should have started with Jericho winning and then built to Ricky winning. So the lasting moment is Ricky winning. But Ricky won and now it's building to another match, which I still, I've heard the promos. I still don't understand why Ricky wants. He's already slayed the draft. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I still don't understand it. But now we're getting another match. The only thing that makes sense is Chris Jericho wins right just to, to bounce it out but I, can, I just don't know if this feud continues though yeah I don't think it continues so I don't know what they do and maybe it's whoever Ricky's gonna feud with next because the inner circle is uh, you know banned from ringside that doesn't stop Jericho from bringing somebody else in and that might end up being who Ricky uh, Starks feuds with next that's all I yeah. can think of I mean that's just to be like thinking out loud there you go um
1: then we have the aw women's world championship jamie Hader versus soraya versus ruby soho and look here's the deal i love ruby soho she like and, and even though i was screaming for ruby soho to win the tbs title she didn't um i'm picking jamie Hader. i still think having her continue her reign is the is the best pick option as best option um, even though I think there's a slight
2: chance we see Soraya win, I'm sticking with Jamie Hayter, personally. I think Ruby Soho turns, and the way that Soraya gets Ruby Soho to turn is by giving her the title, and our new champion, and the heel leader of the Outsiders, Ruby Soho. Alright, that's that's the big pick from uh, Floyd, if it hits,
1: then he's gonna let us all know that he told us. So if not, it never happened. So, yeah, never TNT happened. Championship Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Um, I don't think they'll put it back on Wardlow as much, though. Joe, uh, being the double champion, he is as a Ring of Honor Television Champion, and we'll probably be seeing him do stuff with Ring of Honor and when out now that's coming back. It's. I think it's Joe. I think it's Joe.
2: I think it's Warlow. I think we're built to Warlow gets his revenge, then we get Warlow versus uh Powerhouse Hobbs Wednesday on Dynamite. So I'm going Warlow all the way. I think Samoa Joe, the King of Television, is one of my favorite characters, and I would love his reign to continue. But I think we go Warlow, and it's Warlow to me, unless there's interference and it leads to another feud, but I think Wardlow has been is seems like your next guy, and no one likes this reign. He got rid of it to try to rebuild to this moment. So Wardlow wins. All right, all right. Uh, next, John Moxley
1: versus Hangman Page in a Texas Death Match.
2: Uh, I got Hangman. I got Hangman winning, honestly. This is literally my most anticipated match. I had a this, feeling this would be. This is the match that I'm there for. Uh, and there's no FTR. So I just want to be- two people to beat the shit out of each other. And that's pretty much what's going to happen with Mox and Hangman. I'm setting over under at one minute before someone's bleeding. <laughs> I- I'm saying three tables gets broken during this match. I am. Uh, this is going to be a fight. I am looking forward to it. I am going Hangman. And the reason is, I think he's the next challenger for MJF. So I am going Hangman. And I also think the Dark Order might accidentally get involved. Oh, okay. All right, all right. But I am going Hangman because I think Max is going to need another opponent, which that should probably tell you my prediction for that match. But I think it'll be Hanger. Okay. We
1: add have the elite versus house of black for the AEW world trios championships uh love house of black the elite are still gonna be unstoppable i feel like and i'm gonna have them win this one for sure your winners and no
2: really dude like you brought malachi black in you said hey we're better than wwe the grass is greener blah 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 and you're gonna have him lose every feud that he's in no you gotta give them one. You gotta give them one. I think it's a safe thing. The House of Black is hot. The crowd loves them. They pop every time. They are menacing heels. It now gives uh, the elite a mountain to climb to try to get <coughs> get their belts back. And especially with Faces, the story's in the chase. The story is in the chase. So. Uh, one of the uh, one of the Young Bucks. Maybe, dude, let's do it Kenny. Kenny catches a black mass. Uh Malachi Black gets the pin, especially with outside interference for Julia Hart. I'm going House of Black. Okay, all right. Well, I... Uh, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, and I want to say this. Perfect World, okay. the Elite win. Then three men dressed in black come in and attack them and it's CM Punk and FTR. That's exactly gonna, what I was going to say. I, I was going to say don't.
1: I, if, if that's going to happen I need CM Punk CM FTR yeah, yeah, to come out yeah. and fucking completely this, flip the script this and is, just that's, screw the elite out of it.
2: Yeah. Per, that's perfect world. I mean that, that's, that's a, that is perfect world for real. That is dreaming and, and let me tell you let me tell you if that happens this uh, Sunday first of all it's the greatest pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I won't see any more of the show because I will faint. Uh, I will just pass out and be done from excitement. And I will say uh, Dax Harwood is the greatest worker of all because he has done nothing to make you think this is happening. (laughs) I'm just like, they have given us nothing about like, no no, like, like, oh, we're just friends. Punk puts a video of himself taking an ice bath tonight. They have done nothing to let us know this is coming and That would make it 20 times better. And honestly, it would feel like the show needs a little something like that.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I would love it. I would love
2: nothing more. I would love nothing more than that. Dude, Uh, I'm like, seriously, I will be standing outside of Chase Center calling you, yelling incoherently into the phone. You'll be like, like, I know you're excited, but I have no idea what you're saying because that's how fucking pumped I will be.
1: I'll probably have already seen Punk on Twitter and start crying again. And, yes, yes,
2: uh, yes. It, I mean, it, it really is clobbering time. It's been clobbering time for a while, but it is absolutely clobbering time now. I, I We'll I, see, bro. We'll dude, see. Dude, again, dude. I, I have no faith. I have no faith at all, but we'll see. I'm, I miss him. I miss
1: him dude. so much. I mean, Fucking, dude, I, I mean, like I can't shut up about it. I dude, swear. Like,
2: it's like like I miss him, and people are tired of hearing me say, he's coming back! And it's like, yeah, it's just, I want him to come back. I want him to come back. I want CMFTR to be a thing. I want them to pick a different name, because I don't really like that name. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want them to do the thing, and I want it to, to be the thing I truly believe an FTR versus the elite rivalry. Yes, would it would mean of it any show. It would elevate AEW though. I think yeah. with the drama that is happening in real life, the people that are kinda on the edge, like kinda pay attention to wrestling and they read the uh, they read the results and all that stuff and they wait for something good to come, I think those people tune in. Because right, <laughs> there is a realness to it. You know? There is a shoot, work shoot aspect to it. Uh huh. So, and those are the storylines that work the best. All right. Now,
1: AEW World Tag Team titles The Guns versus The Acclaim versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus OC and Dan Housen. I literally was just scrolling through Twitter and saw um, AEW Bash at the Beach uh, uh, from like 2020, back in January 15th. Where the A W the the a match where you had a winner would get a uh actually yeah yeah this was um yeah winner would get a tag team t- championship match with S C U, um the qualifier for that match was the Young Bucks versus Hangman and Omega versus F- Santana and Ortiz versus Best Friends, and the literally it was in response to someone saying never could I have predicted this to be the tag team title match and it was uh for this uh for this match it's a weird time and again AEW tag team wrestling that was like the one thing i thought was always going to be top tier for AEW and it's and it's taken a genuine hit um and i don't like saying that but it's true well you we um, have
2: your best tag team uh in the three three way division you have to me uh I thought that should be like a dominant tag team in the AEW, the Kings of the Black Throne, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. I think they would bring something different to the tag team division, but you have them in the trios division. You know, you're taken away from the tag team division, but I still think the tag team division, I still think the tag team division is strong. I just don't think this is the best representation of what the AEW tag team is. Exactly.
1: No, Absolutely. Absolutely. But, it's the Acclaim that's winning this thing.
2: They're winning it back. Oh, be there? Yeah, okay. This is exactly... I accidentally had on mute. Uh, this is exactly how I said it was going to happen a week before this. And I'm going to stick with it. The The guns win. They celebrate in the ring. That music hits. Dun, 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 dun it. And out in the ring that comes in and then they just run in and start whooping that ass is FTR. And I think FTR comes back on Sunday. Okay. All I, right. I mean, the, the elite versus that, that was a dream scenario. This is what I really think is going to genuinely happen is the guns are going to win the fatal four way and then FTR is going to come back.
1: Okay. All right. Well, finally, closing things out, AEW world championship Ironman match MJF. Brian Danielson, I'm so looking forward to this. Honestly, it, I, I know you're looking forward to the death match. This is my most forward looking forward to match of the entire show. These two are going to put on a wrestling clinic, and I'm so stoked to see it. Um, but MJF, he will be retaining his title. I love Brian Danielson. He'll be back here eventually. Uh, this is MJF, the Devil will continue to reign. And MJF will win this Iron Man match. I don't know how he'll win it. I don't know if he'll have shenanigans or whatever the case may be. But it's going to be Hangman Adam. I mean, it's going to be MJF absolutely winning this match. I'd say.
2: Yeah, I see the diamond ring playing, uh, playing a role as in him knocking him out and then putting him in the arm bar. The referee raises the one arm up once. He raises the arm up twice. Three times and he's out. MJF wins by one and is your and he keeps the title. Now, if Floyd was booking this, and people would hate it, would hate it. I book that it ends in a tie. Really, that's what I would do. Then you get one more match because you have from March whatever to all the way to the end of May for before the next pay per view. Right? Okay. End in the tie. MJF, shitty heel, uh, gets to keep his title because he didn't lose. They do like the spring breakout or whatever match. You build to that match. MJF, that's where he actually wins and then moves on to the next guy. All right. But I'm a draw person. I like draws. I think, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, draws were used a lot. Sixty minute time limit draw was <coughs> the way. So MJF considers himself an old school heel. Man, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I won. It's that I didn't lose. Okay. Yeah, but again, I don't think they're going to do that. AEW seems to be a Finnish company. So yeah. I think he uh, hits him with the ring. He gets a pass out, tap out, and that's how he beats him. There you go. Well,
1: that is our preview of Revolution. Um, real quick, though, it was put on Twitter uh, only a few minutes after uh, AEW Dynamite went off the air. Eddie Kingston was interviewed afterwards about why he wasn't like you know, you know, what's the deal with you and Ortiz? You guys just fought throughout like all the way up the ramp, and then just we didn't see the rest of you, and then you didn't even you weren't even back in the match. And he just basically goes, I quit AEW, peace, and just walks out the door. Um, So,
2: we'll see you in Ring of Honor, Eddie. We'll see you in Ring of Honor. Which, Ring of Honor starts Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. So, make sure you tune into that. I will be be doing quick recaps, not very long, like two-minute recaps. Each week on the show, just kind of let you know what's going on and what's it building to, and everything. Cause ROH, for all intents and purposes, is AEW. You know, so they're kind of the same thing. So I will be giving you updates there. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know where it's going. Uh. I have unfortunately been spoiled on some stuff from the ROH so I still don't know where it may be going but I'm not going to talk about that until next week after it is aired make sure you sign up for Honor Club we have account for Honor Club you know I can send you, you no know, credits you know hit me up uh, yeah. yeah so you can watch the show but yeah there's like 14 matches so <coughs> it might be very well all of two hours uh, there's a world title match it's going to be a banger just make sure you watch the show yeah, that's it, yeah, but it was crazy how it was done. It was like I quit AEW. He didn't say I quit wrestling. He said I quit AEW specifically.
1: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh what Eddie does from now on, but I'm excited to see what he does cuz I love Eddie Kingston so 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 much. But we just got one last little thing that we want to get to. Floyd's got a little bit of news and notes that he wants to get to. So, Floyd, you can take it from here.
2: All right, it's just one piece of news, and probably all of you have heard it. Best Buy. People had, had pre- pre-ordered pre AEW Fight Forever. Best Buy sent out a new updated release date, three thirty one uh 23 So, that's end of the 28 days from Friday, uh, like four weeks from Friday. We we're supposed to get AEW Fight Forever. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to order it, now's the time to pre-order it. I will actually be in Los Angeles that day because I will be uh, attending Dax Harwood's FTR. Dax uh, FTR with Dax Harwood is doing a live show at WrestleCon building at the WrestleCon building in uh, Los Angeles. You can go to FTRwithDax.com to, uh, if you want a ticket, if you're going to be in LA. And if you're going to be in LA, hit me up. Say hi to Floyd. like Dude, let's party. Let's take a couple tequila shots. It's only on the night of that show because I'm actually, we're Ubering to the show so me and JR can get it as drunk as possible. So, mm-hmm. if you want to come get party with drunk Floyd, I'm much louder, which you probably didn't think was possible. And uh, yeah, and I have no filter, so that'll be fun. Yep. All
1: right. Well, that I think is going to do it for this go home episode of All Things Elite heading into Revolution, taking place March 5th. Super stoked and excited to see how the show goes. Um, again, if you want to continue to support this show, this podcast, you can download us on Google or Apple Podcasts. And if you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. And don't forget to leave ratings or reviews and let us know how we are doing. And you can follow us at AT Elite Pod on Twitter. Now, you can also follow at Social Suplex on Twitter. They are the guys that make this show possible. And you can check out all the other shows they have on their network, which you won't be disappointed with. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Junior on Twitter. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Floyd and he can take us home on this episode of All Things Elite.
2: Hey! Be nice to people. It's uh, Happy Women's History Month. I found out that was the thing today. So, straight up. for a woman, listen. Happy Women's History Month. But be nice to people. You know, all the time. There's no reason to be mean. Especially on social media. Y'all know what people are going through. I just just seen that a lot lately, and it's just really tugs at me. Just yeah, try your best, be nice to people, have a good one, and enjoy revolution. And I, I thank you for listening to the show. And I will leave you how I always leave you, whether it is home, work, or school. Always do your best to be a